the only conflict is the main story is basically what are Kate and Joe gonna do? There's no other, there's no other side. They're conflict. gonna fuck. Yeah. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Mooshit, where we spout bullshit. My name is Moose, and I'm joined by my charismatic uh, curators, Alan Koob. How are you guys doing today? Actually, don't answer that. We're short on time. But while we're talking about charismatic curators, let's talk about you. What? Nice stutter. Oh my fucking <laughs> fuck off. We are back at it again today, reviewing the second half of season four of you so how'd you guys feel about it one word um enthralling wow that is a good word um hold on let me let me find a big word hold on mine is, is vindicated why is this guy here bro? mine is Stellar. He searched up Stellar. No, I, I I searched up impressive synonyms. And none of this is really... I mean, it was like spectacular. It's like it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't breathtaking. It wasn't first class. It wasn't stunning. It wasn't monumental. It was Stellar. Sure. Again, not that great of a word. So, Kub, I'll throw it to you. Why was it so enthralling? I'm not gonna lie, I don't really know what enthralling means exactly. <laughs> I just thought it was really good. I thought they did a good job to save it from the shitter that I thought it was gonna be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. And I liked the, the ending. I was a yeah, big I had fan the, of the ending. I had the same reaction. I'm like, man, I was I was not interested in you after the first half of the season. Um, I just felt like it was very disappointing, but the second half of the season really picked it up. Well, I, I really got the sense that you really understood its audience and its viewers because everything that I wanted from the second half of the season, everything I wanted from you was basically in the second half of the season. Wow. Like, what was that thing about the uh, Edgar Allan Poe thing that you were saying before? So I was talking about in the first half of the season, and, and that's, this is just in general in you, when you have uh, something that's based off a book and you have a character that's basically a stand-in um, for the author, uh, someone who's very interested in literature, you know that the literature they're going to be talking about is going to be playing in some way, shape, or form into the story. So for, um, so, for example, some of the books that I saw were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, there was Edgar Allan Poe's... What was that book called? What was that story called? It's the old man in the floorboards. Guy got the guy got killed because of his eye. Telltale heart. Um, telltale heart. Yes, correct. Um, I thought it was other Finding Nemo. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and just other stories within, like the season that they talk about or that you can at least see the cover for. And each of those stories plays like a role in informing you what you should be on the lookout and what's actually happening in the season. So I really thought that was really good attention to detail uh, by the cast and crew. I really enjoyed that. I also found out that 
uh, the actor who plays Joe Penn Bad Badgley, it was yes. was a producer on the show as well. So he's like directing and had a uh, a say in where the show show would go. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's true about a lot of shows, uh, especially um, nowadays. Like if you got a big enough actor, they're gonna be the ones who are gonna be hands on on that role. Um, I also like director credits are kind of just like him be honest. Like, if you have, like, any sort of say in what Moose said is, like, if you are a big name, they'll give you a director credit. Yeah, like, uh, Tom Cruise, what did not come, Tom Cruise and Vin Diesel did not come up with the Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious franchise, respectively, but they are now both producers on their franchises, just because they've been there for so long. Yeah, I don't know about they don't really have, like, because I feel like Vin Diesel and Tom Cruise, at least, they're very hands-on with their franchises. Like Vin Diesel talks about it all the time because that's the only franchise of his that makes money. No, no, they definitely wow. play a role, but, like, people think when somebody has a director credit, like, like in this scenario, I bet when somebody sees that, oh, my God, like, Penn Badgley is also a director on this, like, he's, like, he's... Like, they give them a lot more credit than, like, obviously, all I'm saying, like, Vin Diesel is a director on Fast and Furious, and the Fast and Furious movies are fucking dog shit. That's not, like, something (laughs) crazy. I I don't know if you guys are big fans of Fast and Furious. I don't know if that you. (laughs) Familia. Someone in the audience is probably, though. My brother. I feel like even... I feel like even the people who are fans of the franchise understand that Fast and Furious is dog shit, and they un- and they know that, and that's what they like about it. No, literally, uh, like my friends and my brother watch that, and they just use it for memes because the sh- it's so shitty that there's so many fucking memes from the. I remember one time we went to my friend's house and just watched like a compilation of like stupid shit like cringiest lines from fast and furious <laughs> and like some of them hurt bro like some of them were like painful to listen to okay anyways back to you um so i feel like overall this is a very big improvement and the raw tomato scores really show it in compared to all the seasons, this season ranks third on Rotten Tomatoes. Second is season three, first is season one, and Rotten Tomatoes did not like season two. Um, mm. which I think is fair. I think I just love Victoria Perdetti as love, and so that's why season three is my best. Um, and I would rank season four higher than season one. Um, that's just because really? I was I, I was not very interested. And the love story, and that's really all that season one has to offer. And the backstory. Like, I don't like this... the fa- like. Honestly, I oh my bad. I no, no, don't no, like on. like in the first two seasons, they spent a lot of time developing. They had to develop two characters pretty much, right? But they have to do it from a weird perspective because you're developing Joe from his perspective. And then you also are developing his love interest from his perspective since he's the main character. And, like, the way that you're learning about them is by, like, 
whatever ways he's stalking. So like mm-hmm. it's a lot different from and I feel like in, in season three, they're like the new characters that you're meeting, it's not important to see things from their perspective because all their interactions are taking place in from Joe's perspective. And then in season four, it's kind of the same thing. And then the one person that you need to know about, they don't uh like give you all the information about uh Kate. But then, like, they drop the bombshell, like, as it goes on, and it gives you, like, a good idea of what kind of person she actually is. So I like that better. You don't have to waste time with, like, learning about the characters because they're already, or it's not as important to the story. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Because, like, with the first half of the season, I think, I didn't realize that at the time, but with the second half of the season now out, it really draws to the issue of that first half of the season it was it, i feel like it was focused way too much on uh what's joe's perspective and joe's perspective now just not interesting since we've gotten basically two and a half seasons worth of it we had the first two seasons plus half of season three was focused on his perspective so at this point yeah. it's just not an interesting perspective to be in but now with the second half of season four focusing on some of the more side characters uh, such as nadia and uh, other characters that you uh, see and meet um i feel like that offers a fresh take on something that i was getting really st- uh tired of towards uh, the first half mm-hmm. and oh, i was gonna say also within the first three seasons joe was had some good qualities about him and made you think he was sort of likable in some respects and then this second half just basically got rid of every all the good qualities he's uh i love that so much i love that part uh, so much the fact that they got rid of all of it because now at least i get to understand what i'm exact myself as a viewer what i'm supposed to be doing with the show now i know like think why was i ever rooting for him in the first place just like looking back at all the shit that has happened it's like was he really ever good it was it was very well done and i feel like that's pen badgley's hand in it because he has said multiple times that he hates joe like with passion So I feel like he said, okay, please, no more of this sitting on a fence about whether or not Joe's a good guy or a bad guy. Pick a lane, and we're going to stick with it now. Yep. Um, Do you guys have any more thoughts before we get into spoilers? Nope. I'm I'm ready to go into spoilers. All right. Spoilers. I want to do this episode by episode. Four, three, two... One. I can't believe Joe met Henry and Henry said, ha ha ha, funny, 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 goo goo gaga. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I remembered it. I must, have, I'm, I must have had my eyes closed. I must have yeah. blinked that part. I do like that Marianne is actually important. That was my biggest critique. And she actually came full circle. But anyways, we're going to go episode by episode. So. Sixth episode, it's called Best of Friends. It's when, one, he looks at, this is when we first start questioning whether Reese is real, because he saw him in the press conference and Reese didn't look at him. Oh, wait, you're, um, okay, so you're you're speaking at this as if we've explained yeah. what the major spoilers are. Do you want to say what the major spoilers are before we take it episode by episode? What do you mean? 
like you're saying oh we're questioning whether or not reese is real as if that would oh. mean anything to someone who hasn't uh, okay uh stupid i mean so everyone is who's watching this knows okay but i mean i think we should still bring everyone up onto the same page okay. all right man bring them up to the okay. speed you slow okay fuck. so actual spoilers for season four it turns out joe when joe left marianne at the train station in the first half of season four he didn't actually leave her at the train station he kidnapped her kept on uh drugging her and transported her into the infamous cage um from there marianne broke her arm and joe goes like oh my god i can't actually hurt someone who i love and so basically he dissociates creates an entire new personality and attributes that new personality to be reese montrose uh mayoral candidate an actual person within the canon of the show but the one that you have seen throughout first half of season four is a figment of his imagination um joe is actually the one who's been killing all everyone he is the eat the rich killer he killed malcolm he killed Gemma. he killed simon um and he also framed people with in regards to that uh in the end Nadia finds out that her professor is actually Joe Goldberg, so she and she finds Marianne. She she and she helps Marianne escape from the cage, uh, and was trying to at least uh, expose Joe, but then Joe kills her friend, and Nadia goes to jail. Did I miss anything? Uh, the whole Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe's like. I'll I'll get into my gripes with that Phoebe story, um, but and also the, the ending. Yeah, so Joe tries to kill himself, ends up getting saved by police officers. Um, he tells Kate that he's actually a killer. Kate goes like, "Oh, if you keep me good, I'll keep you good." And he's like, "Okay." Right after that, he kills Nadia's boyfriend. So I'm keeping good. Okay. Crazy. Um. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end, basically, Joe is back in New York, back in season one setting, um, and now has the entire world at the palm of his hands because Kate is rich now. Okay. I'm actually, since we're already on this, fuck the going episode by episode because I have shit to say. First off, I like the ending, but I wish that they would have just ended it there. I don't know if they're um, implying that there is another season, a season five, but I think it would have been a good ending if he just killed himself, honestly. But maybe that's not, not like politically correct and like I would encourage suicide or something, but yeah, I think it would wrap everything up really nicely. I think I like the ending Sorry. a lot because of uh, what's it called? Uh, it, I, I actually would have agreed with you if they didn't end the season. So, right? So, there was, like, the... What's it called? There was, like, when he was on the bridge, the first thing he did was throw that personality over, right? He yes. threw Reese mm -hmm. over. And then afterwards, he jumps in, right? So, I was like, okay, finally, this idiot's dead. Like, guy's a fucking murderer. He's gone. And then... You see that he's back, and then at the end, when he looks into the glass, and then you see 
Reese's face Reese, there. Yes. I took it as like somebody made it out of the water, but it wasn't the personality that Joe wanted to make out of the water. It was <sighs> that half of the personality, the one that he was trying Whoa. to get rid of that made it out. I so, the, so the actual caring, loving, good Joe is just completely dead. And it's just Reese, which is the evil yeah. Joe manifestation. That is That's how I saw it. So now it's just a complete villain story. And that's what I think, too. It's just you're just uh, following. It's like a Jeffrey Dahmer thing almost. I mean, but I had a different interpretation because at least in the show, they showed that Reese is sort of a bit of an idiot compared to Joe. Um, and like Joe, like Reese has that conviction to kill people, but he doesn't have the creativity nor the mind that Joe does. And so I, and then they also talked about convergence of the two personalities throughout of it. So I thought it was just a convergence. I didn't think that Reese was the one who came out. Um, and that's because like in literature, whenever you get dunked into water, that usually means a baptism and then it's death and rebirth. So I thought they both died and then were just reborn as a guy who has all the conviction to kill people and all the now powers to kill people. Cause this is what, this is why I think it's fun that it continues because this is entirely new Joe In previous seasons, Joe always was hesitant to kill and it was always a last resort. This Joe, it's the first thing that comes to his mind. He didn't have to kill Nadia's boyfriend. He could have explained it nope. in any other way, shape or form. He decided to kill him as his first instinct. And on top of that, now he has all of Kate's resources. And the way they explain Kate's richness, first they said that she was the richest out of all her friends. And then they started talking about Tom Lockwood as an Illuminati rich type of guy. Like he can probably own every single thing on earth if he wanted to. So a Joe that has all those resources and all the conviction is now much more interesting and dangerous compared to the last three seasons of Joe that we've seen. So I'm fine mm. with the continuing in that sense. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's like really the main story. The whole side story about Phoebe and the waitress and like that sort of like, I don't know if that was really needed. I don't know if that actually contributed anything. Um, I know they tried to tie it all together with Tom Lockwood killing uh, the boyfriend for and it's like as revenge for taking advantage of Phoebe. But it's like, I, I didn't even find it believable that Phoebe went that far off the deep end after that encounter with the waitress. So but maybe they were trying to draw parallels between the waitress being yeah. obsessed with Phoebe and Joe being obsessed with Reese. Like, I got that part. But it, Yeah, no, they, they said it. it in the show that Don, they, they basically used it as like a tool to explain what erotomania is. Uh, and yeah. I remember the line Reese said, um, you put away a killer who has our automania, uh, but you're actually the killer. But you were right about one thing. The Eat the Rich killer has a because he has a with mm -hmm. Reese. And that was my biggest that was my biggest issue. Why does Reese play such a big role in all of this? Why is it that Joe chooses Reese as the manifestation of all of his dark impulse thoughts? Mm -hmm. Like Whenever he, whenever he talked about who he thought the worst person in the world was, it was always either Candace or Love, one of those two. So I felt that as soon as they show that Reese is actually fake, they could have had Reese transform into one of those other two characters because that's someone that Joe actually has history with. He never met Reese. 
So I don't understand why he has such a big role in it. Yeah, I mean know he was like listening to all love, his podcasts and everything. When love popped up, was that not? That was just his imagination. Was that not? Yeah. That was love, Reese, right? No, 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 no. Because when he woke up, Reese was like, oh, that must have been a hell of a dream that you've had. Which implies that Reese does not know what happens in Joe's mind. Which also makes sense because all yeah. of Joe's inner monologue, thinking his what his actions are, Reese has no idea as to what's happening. Yeah, which is it's, like it's true yeah. Joe's two separate jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that whole sequence with Love and Quinn and Beck and Gemma mm -hmm. for some reason I don't know why Gemma was there, but Gemma was there. <laughs> um, that whole sequence. That was not Reese. That yeah, was they were just probably trying to get Candace, and then right. Candace wasn't available or wanted too much money or something. It's like mm, no, I feel like I feel like that's just the crew knowing that season two was a mistake because there's no reference to season two anymore. They don't talk about Joe, all of his past kills. They never talk about what happened at uh, Navarin. None, nothing. They all talk about season one and season three. They do reference season two a little bit, like. Uh, when Joe was trying to figure out how he was going to get into Reese's house, he referenced, like, oh, this is going to be... Like, they're not as big oh, references, but yeah. like, they talk about Henderson and how he was going to get into, like... It was like, this place is more secure than Henderson's place, but, like... Mm. But that's, like, small compared to the references, obviously, from, like... Like, bringing back the whole characters from other seasons is different also, than... Uh, so when did you guys like finally realize that Reese was in his imagination? Because I know we talked about it in the beginning that that was a possibility, and a lot of the time we were, or for me, I was just saying like it's sort of a cheap way of doing things, basically saying like it's all a dream. I still sort of think that, but I think they did it well because they actually explained all the times where Joe did see Reese and how people were looking at him funny or that no one was actually in the room when he was there. So I thought they did a good job of actually explaining it and not just saying, oh, it's all a dream, whatever. They actually did explain it. So I like that part. Uh, but when did you guys actually realize, damn, this guy is all in his mind? Because I didn't actually figure it out until he was strangling him or before, shortly before he was strangling him. And then Reese was I like, did not, I don't know I, uh, Marianne or something. I did not figure out a single second before. I thought it was going to be Reese that had like the double identity. Like there's one Reese that actually doesn't know who Joe was, but then the other Reese does. But then they just showed that Joe is just crazy. Um, so I did not know Reese was because again, it goes back to my original issue. Reese means nothing to Joe. I don't know why he would fixate yeah. on him. Nothing, nothing even about Reese's backstory calls out to Joe that much. Like, oh, she had a shitty childhood. Big fucking deal. So does Kate. Why isn't Kate the one that he's fixating on in his mind? Well, because Kate's the one that he loves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. I actually don't know why he was so fixated. I know he was. I know he listened to all his podcasts. But, like, why pick him out of everyone? So, did he, he never met Reese ever? No. no, he met him at the funeral the party, and that's it. No, no, he so wasn't he was there at, the party. at the party. Oh, that's right. He was never so at the party. Be... He was never at anything. 
that could be a reason why. So they know that, well, he knows that Reese is affiliated with like this group and he wasn't there. And since his like mind is so fucked up, he could have just imagined that he was there. And then that's where it started. And then that's where it continued from, I guess. But I, I, that is a good question because there is no like definitive answer to me, at least. No, but he was fixating on Reese when he had Marianne still, which got a whole sequence with Marianne and him just continuously drugging her. That was the creepiest shit I've ever seen. That like made like my when skin. He was cold. dragging her down to the no, cage. like, no, like how every five seconds he gave her food and water, and every time he drugged her with it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the creepiest I've ever seen Joe ever. No. Like, I don't know. Like, in the past, he has at least shown some type of rationality behind his actions. I don't know what rationale he was putting there. Yeah. But Nadia, like, I I think all the characters, I had a lot of questions about how all the characters are going to be intertwined. I like one that they got sort of got away from the whole the whole rich people group. Because none of them, like you said before in the first one, none of them were enjoyable. None of them were likable. They're all just like twats. So I'm glad that they got away from that story and focused more on Nadia and um, and Kate. And so I, I liked how they intertwined Nadia's story um, and obviously Marianne. Um, and the whole thing about Nadia getting that plan B, that was like wild to me. I really thought Marianne died and I'm like... Yo, are you really going to kill Marianne, the one with the fucking daughter, the one that's been a victim, nothing but innocent the whole time? You're just going to kill her? I'm so glad Nadia had that plan. That, that literally blew my mind. Nadia is intelligent as fuck. Yeah. My, first of all, nice nice job with the British slang of twat. Um, and second of all, um, I felt I, I like Nadia. My main gripe with her, though, is... The main reason she got involved in this is because real life was nothing like a book. Like, she's like, when's yes. the last time you read a book where this, this, and this <laughs> happened? I'm like, is this really your fucking rationale behind getting involved in this? What yeah. the fuck? And then <sighs> Nadia played a big role, but then Phoebe played a minor role compared to that. And, like, we already talked about her and Don, but, like, also her and fucking piss boy McGee. God. Yeah. I, I, I don't think their story mattered as much as I thought I was going to. Like, What's they, they took up so much kids? screen time. Um, yeah, man. Don't don't yuck people's yums. Kids. Yeah, Alex is into piss, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, really? That shit was disgusting. That shit was nasty. Uh, every Would you time... look at me different, Moose, if I was? Yes, because yes. I, I was looking at that guy different every time he was on screen. I'm like... Please tell me he took a shower before he walked on. You're just yucking his yums. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Fucking nasty. Disgusting. That is gross. That is gross. (laughs) That's something only Alex could be into. I am not into that. But But I don't judge people who are. I'm just kidding. But like, Phoebe's role meant nothing. Like, even... Uh, Kate's dad killing Phoebe's husband that didn't even play a role because that's not the reason Joe went to go kill Tom 
He killed mm-hmm. Tom because he was controlling Kate's life. So that whole subplot was not necessary. I don't know why. Because like they set up Phoebe. They set up Phoebe as the second richest person in that room. Like they said, like in like the first couple of episodes, it's like, oh wow, Phoebe's name carries a lot of weight in this group. And then they did nothing with that. And I don't understand why. Like the like her epilogue was just she went to Thailand to teach kids English. Yeah. Which is all was just so cheap. But I don't think any of that was earned. What where was her arc? Yeah. She she was just rich and then oblivious and then drugged and then Thailand. Like I thought they were gonna tie it back into the theme of innocence being corrupted. Because well, they what did that with Kate. Hmm? What would I want to happen? The Phoebe. Mr. Storyteller. She can be involved in any kind of death. Like she be the one to kill her husband and then she gets go she goes to jail. Okay, but that doesn't contribute to the main plot line at all. It contributes to the main theme though of innocence being corrupted. Hmm. Also, why did Joe forget the passcode? Did I miss something with that? Why did he forget the passcode uh, of the cage? Well, that was part of everything that he that forgot. That was his dream. That was the dream. He never forgot the passcode. That was a dream. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Because she did, oh, right, right. Because she didn't ha- actually have that allergic reaction. That was also part no. of his dream. Yes. Oh, my God. So hard but also, if, also, it, hypothetically, if he did forget the passcode, Coop's right. It would be because of, it would be part of the things that he also forgot. Because if it's DID, he do, he's not a, he's not aware. And they never said DID, but they said, oh, he's dissociating, which I'm just assuming he has DID. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but, like, if he has DID, then what Reese does, Joe would not be aware of. Not necessarily, yeah, at least. That makes sense. Yeah, but I like how it... Um differed overall from all the other seasons uh it really solidified who joe was he had a whole arc and now usually most arcs end positively and his just went off the fucking deep end um i love the whole him going crazy beck love um Gemma for whatever other... fucking reason yeah that's okay but i um love is still as crazy as always i don't know what that actress does with their eyes but it makes me fucking squirm. I don't want to be near she her. Steals the, she steals the scene every single time she is on, and I love it. I am here for it. It's so creepy, bro. She is crazy. But... She's just a great actor. Yeah. That is just like the textbook definition of a great actor. Because like, even if she's not saying much, facial expressions and body language, you get exactly what, like, the point of her being on the screen is mm-hmm. so hi joe okay what do you guys want from the next season or what do you think is, is gonna there happen a next season next season if i'm assuming I, I, I don't know why it's this... really popular i feel like it's going to be renewed because it's really popular and also you finally have joe in a position he's in his hometown 
he has all his resources and he doesn't care about killing anymore. I, w- I wouldn't understand why you would now go like, okay, now we're done with the series. Because then by that logic, you could have been done with the series after season three. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because I... The, the thing is, I also... I didn't answer this earlier, but when... Like, the whole Reese thing, like, I had no idea until it actually happened, right? But that's mm-hmm. just because I watch shows, like, when I start watching them, I just go so, like, into the show. And that's the way I like to watch them. So I'm even more interested and even more, like, surprised by... Yeah, like, like you don't try like, to analyze and predict. Yeah, that. I don't really. I just try to like. I watch in the moment, pretty much, and that's like. So that's why it's hard for me to make a prediction because I, especially the way it ended, it is so fucking like unpredictable. Like I can't think of anything okay. honestly. That how would about seem what? What would you want from the next season? Uh, I I also I think it's ironic, and I'll answer that question. But I think it's ironic that Joe always hated the rich and the entitled, and then he's dating the richest out of all of them, and is basically becoming one of them, just to be a serial killer. He, he's he's using her resources to become the I mean, thing he that's, hated. I mean, that's, that's true about Kate as well. Because, again, Tom Lockwood is described as a one-man Illuminati. And so, with absolute power, that corrupts absolutely. Kate's gonna be a bitch by the end from what I'm seeing because yeah. It, it, Joe's yeah. not Joe's not going to keep her good because he himself is not good yep they're just gonna are you uh, yeah but is it just going to be another thing with love and it's like the two the, the couple serial killers the couple killers no I, I think I think Joe I think Kate's going to be morally bad but she's never going to cross the line on an act Actually, killing someone. Yeah, I, I think I agree. So, like that. in this in this scenario, Kate would be the Joe, and Joe would be love. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, also, I I might have missed it, but how did Reese's death get covered up? What did Tom cover it up? Oh, because there wasn't enough evidence to link him, or something like that. So they just found Reese's body in the woods, um, and there's DNA on it, which Tom was gonna use as like basically leverage ultimatum, yeah, for whoever he needed to frame. Um, but now that Kate is in charge, she said, "Oh, the DNA was inconclusive." Okay, so that's and so Reese. And then, how did he get off the hook with Tom? Because the other guy came in and he made it look like a murder suicide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then no, not a murder got... suicide, just a murder. And then the other guy just disappeared with the money. Oh, but Tom's is just plain oh, murder. God. And then Nadia, the boyfriend. Oh my god, how does he fucking find solutions to all this? Okay, so now he's Joe Goldberg, not Jonathan Moore, right? Yes. And he's no in more New York. No more Jonathan Moore. No more Will Bettelheim. You're now just looking at. Clean-shaven Joe back in New York City. Oh, my God. It, it could literally go anywhere. I don't even have a prediction because there's so much that it could do. Joe and Henry reunion. Yeah, I would like Henry to somehow play a role. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I felt think... like, you know how much they emphasize, like, 
oh, I like I have to put up with love. I have to stay here for you. I I can't leave my son. Mm-hmm. And then he just fucking left him, and now he doesn't even like. I don't even care if they don't bring him back. He doesn't even like think about him or bring no. it up, bro. He's a fucking deadbeat, man. I He's mean, that's deadbeat. true about that's true about all the child characters, though. He doesn't think about Paco. He doesn't think about Jen Ortega's character, whatever her name is. <laughs> what is her name? Jen Ortega. Ellie. Character. Ellie. Ellie. It was Ellie. Ellie. He doesn't think about Ellie. He doesn't think about. Yeah, but he has. But those aren't his like literal like child. <laughs> Like yeah. that, Henry is his child, and the thing is with like Paco and Ellie and whatever other fucking characters there were, he cared about them, but he didn't care about them in the way that like the way he cared about Henry was he was literally willing to sacrifice everything, like or he was uh like gonna move his whole life because he didn't want to yeah. stay with love because he didn't want love corrupting, like corrupting uh henry but with ellie and paco he was just kind of like i'll protect these people i'll look out for them and then and, they moved on yeah but he always prioritized himself he didn't really move on with ellie because he was sending like her the money for the books i mean he is sort of moved on because he did not have money in season four so how well, yeah now he moved on him? now he moved on but so all like, of the Season all of three. the conflicts and issues and arcs have pretty much all been resolved. So that's what I'm saying. I kind of wish they just ended it because sometimes good shows are like they drawn drag out and drag them. They yeah, drag, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because all of the conflicts have pretty much been resolved. Like, there's no the only conflict is the main story is basically what are Kate and Joe gonna do? There's no other. There's no other side. They're conflict. gonna fuck. Yeah, They're gonna fuck. They're gonna in the woods. At the at the end God. of season one, that's the same thing is also true. There's no other, there's no really big any story arcs that need to be resolved besides oh Candace is back. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's I mean, a huge story arc, Moose. Okay, well then, I, by that's that somebody logic, he please... attempted murder on. But that knows, <laughs> and she's accusing him of the whole Beck situation. Like she's like, I I definitely I know you did it again. She literally says that. So that's a huge place to go after that. I, I just hope that the writers don't drag it on too long or make it worse. But they've been doing pretty good so far. I think this is one of the best seasons. So. I think it's the best Netflix show. Yeah. Low-key? I mean, what, what else? There's not Wednesday. that many other candidates. Shut up. <laughs> Wednesday. Shut up. That, that is, bro, this yeah. thing shits on Wednesday, bro. No, this is like the perfect because there's comedy, there's suspense, and there's drama. All We're one. talking about Wednesday, right? That's comedy. Shut no. up, bro. Suspense, so biased, drama. Bro. You, you just, just in love with Jenna Ortega. Ortega. That's not yeah. true, though. That's not yes, true, though. Is. Why? Why no, else would you enjoy this mid show? Because I like the I show. I was thinking of Ellie as Jenna Ortega's character. Because I don't remember season two. I've said multiple times I don't like season two. I just don't get how you can watch this last season of you and even all the other seasons and conclude that Wednesday is better. It's just a stupid, ridiculous take. Well, Breaking Bad 
It's also a candidate. Yeah, I haven't finished Breaking Bad yet, though. I'm in the middle. I thought of we were talking about best Netflix show. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Not? Yeah, Just I think you meant Netflix. Netflix original. Oh, you mean Netflix original? Okay. Or no, I don't mean anything. I didn't say that. Coop said best Netflix show. So I don't know what he meant like by that. I just thought. I mean, I was Netflix talking show. about Netflix original, but uh, we could throw like all, any show on Netflix on like into the discussion. I still think you is a pretty strong candidate. Yeah, they they wrapped it up very well. I'm very impressed, and I guess I look forward to the next season. It's probably not going to be out until like a year later. I mean, they did just finish it. I wouldn't expect. I it. know. Yeah, relax. relax. I know. Relax. I'm just, I'm just a little. Can impatient. you calm down? Can you calm down? Oh, most. What uh, did you think? <laughs> what did you think about Antihero, man? Did you start? Oh my god! Oh my god, bro! I, Why I loved it. I loved it. I loved the sound design. I loved the music. I'll choices. give it to them. I'll give it to them. It was a very well placed song. It was very <laughs> great wrap up. Great song. place to put that. Yeah, I agree. It was a good place to put the song. It doesn't change oh the fact that the song is. Dog shit and overplayed. You're, you're complimenting Taylor Swift. Bro, the song is not even that bad, bro, right? I would give it like a solid 5 out of 10. But because of the, <laughs> the million times that I fucking heard it, it's a fucking 2, bro. I can't listen to a song. Bro, it could be... What's I a fucking banger of a song? If I listen to... Bro, uh, I, I got mad. <laughs> bro, when I hear that song, I get mad, bro. Okay, right? So, like, Stronger by Kanye West, right? That's, like, one of my favorite songs all time, right? If I listen to that fucking eight times a day, I would get fucking sick of it and think it was dog shit, too, bro. Like, Not most. Most can listen to it a hundred times I don't know how, bro. Oh, my God, man. That's how I listen to all Every fucking hour on the hour, a fucking shitty anti-hero. Not anymore, though. Yeah, because that changed the radio thing at work. I felt like, though, uh, the people on you, they just took my old Obsessed playlist and just put it into the show. And I am here for it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Shut up. Wow, they really listen to you, man. That's right. I, I am a producer, basically. Basically. Yeah, probably a producer for the first half. That's why I was so fucking dog shit. Fuck off. Fuck you. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Good one. Uncalled for. Uncalled mm. for. But now, ah. what do you think? What okay, do you so think? Let's say, let's say each part is its own separate season. How would you rank it now? Oh, like five seasons, basically, with four oh, being yeah. split. Okay, yeah. so the best. Oh, no, I'll start from bottom. The worst was obviously season four, uh, part one. Okay. Then I would go season two. Then season one, season four, part two, and then season three. That's basically yep. mine. That's mine yeah. too. Yeah. Season four, part I one. I love season one. three was just so great, man. It had everything yeah. wanted in that season, bro. Like their their new home, like the the town. I love the side characters too. Like I thought Natalie was like an interesting first kill because I thought she was gonna be like the yeah the main uh, character the whole episode like the yeah. whole season, 
And then you got people like, uh, like even, who was the other fucking, uh, like Sherry and that other dude. Oh, they were so funny, bro. They were annoying <laughs> in the Sherry right way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Sherry, Sherry, that was his name. They were annoying, but in the right way, like. Yeah. Like the part where they shot each other in the fucking cage, that shit was comedy. Yeah, that's still the best season. But they still read this. Like, yeah, they. This was a great season. Like, if that's the, yeah, for me, that was honestly like, uh, if you're talking about Netflix shows seasons, that's like a ten out of ten. I don't know what gets better than season three of you. I think that and like the first season of Stranger Things is up there for me. And then, like this season four part two, if you're just talking about part two, I think it's like like a solid nine. It's interesting because a lot of the time shows get worse as they go on. Yeah, because for example, like, Riverdale I and I didn't watch Riverdale. Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, I like Thirteen Reasons Why the first season, and then Tyler got a broom stuck up his ass, and everything went downhill. <laughs> and Stranger Things, I believe, that's gone downhill. All but... of a sudden, Moose has Thirteen Reasons Why on in his room now because he heard somebody gets a broom <laughs> stuck in their ass. But bro, this, this, that part made me like so physically uncomfortable. It was insane, bro. Like I was laying on my bed when I was watching it, and I just like I was like, bro, <laughs> my ass hurts. Oh, my ass hurts. It was the weirdest shit ever. Okay, uh, I'll just end it off with this. Um, the way Ryan Tomatoes scores all of it is season one's at ninety four percent, season two's yep. at eighty seven, season three is at ninety three. And season four is at ninety-two. Whoa! Uh, I mean, they're all high. That the, basically what we said. They're all high. I mean, you're comparing season two is the you're saying it's the worst, but you're comparing it to like really good ones. So, yeah, no, I yeah, mean, I think, even if even if I took season two at its own face value without any of the other seasons in mind, I still don't think it's a good season of television. Damn. I think, but it, it's it's predicated a lot on backstory. That's what makes it hard. Because like season two, season yeah, season one, season one, is, yeah, yeah, season one is like it's all the new concept introduction. And then season three is all uh, exploring what they build on in season two. But in season two, they're transitioning everything that you learn in season one to a new spot, and then also setting up for the banger that was season three. So I think that Ron Tomatoes ratings were good. I think. Honestly, I feel like all of our opinions on it were pretty, like, interesting, and it shows all the different perspectives that you actually can get from watching it, because it's not all going to be the same. But I think we got a good, like, uh, using Alex, we're good spectrum of opinions. Woo! Stop. Stellar. For listening, please go check us out on any other podcasting platforms. We are literally everywhere that you can find a podcast. Uh, and please go let us know how you find season four, part two of you. Anyways, donate to our GoFundMe. Donate yes, to our uh, GoFundMe. We need to go to Tokyo. Also, yes, please go listen. If you're listening, go listen to this again on Spotify because that's the only place we get paid. Bye bye. Donate. Donate. My, donate. My, 